This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and welcome to this Naked Mind podcast. Today, I am here with Jordan. Welcome, Jordan. (laughs) Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for being here. Of course. Thank you. That's awesome. So why don't you take us back to the beginning? Like, where did it all sort of start for you? Um, well, probably in high school. Uh, I was born and raised in Las Vegas. And so everyone, you know, when you hear the words Las Vegas, oh, how cool, so much fun. And uh, yeah, it's fun, I guess, if you go to visit. But growing up there wasn't um, the best, wasn't the easiest, and wasn't the most uh safe, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, and so started drinking, uh, when I was 16, I think, which is actually a lot older than most kids there. A lot of my friends were drinking way before that. So, um, I think even my younger sister started drinking before, before I did. So, um, and then from there, it was kind of just parties all the time. Uh, on the weekends, during the week. Uh, And then I graduated high school and same thing. I would get text messages at, you know, midnight Wednesday and party at our place, beer pong. Um, And really it was normal. Uh, I didn't, don't think I ever had a thought that it was, it wasn't normal. It was more of just uh, feel like crap or went to work or, you know, just party, have fun, hang out with your friends. Yeah. And so really, I, obviously, I mean, in my story, it started, I, there was alcohol with every family event also. So I guess it started way, way back when, um, I do remember times when we were younger, uh, I didn't drink in front of my parents until I was 21, 22, but my younger sister, they did, uh, allow us a drink every once in a while at a family get together. Uh, and I remember my sister being little younger and she would sneak my sister, my mom's wine coolers. So, yeah, and she was probably, I mean, seven, six. I mean, they tasted like fruit punch, you know? (laughs) And so that kind of had an effect as we grew up a little bit. Uh, My dad is a alcoholic, and uh, that took a toll on us quite a bit as a family. Um, There were many, many occasions that he would come home drunk two, three in the morning on a school night drag all five of us kids out of bed and have a family meeting as he called it. And these were just him, you know, drinking all night and then getting pissed off pretty much and coming on and taking it out on us that we didn't clean. We didn't do this. We didn't do that. Those usually resulted in some pretty violent uh, fights and arguments between me and him. I was the oldest of five in my dad's household and I kind of took the brunt of it. And I did that. One, I probably didn't have a little bit of a choice, but I also took it on to, I didn't want my brothers and sisters to get hit. Um, And so I kind of stepped in, a little mouthy anyways. And so that kind of, I just used that and talked back and normally, you know, got punished for it. So um, it was normal. It was normal to have a drink camping. It was normal to have a drink after work. It was normal to have a drink on vacation. Uh, So really kind of started being little. Just as little as I can remember, alcohol was there. Wow. So just always in your family, like <clears throat> kind of no matter what you were doing, the kids are, I mean, 
kids, parents are drinking, kids are drinking. It's kind of pretty hard. much. Yep. And my dad, as we got older, partied with us, or you know, we partied with my parents. It just it really didn't really didn't matter, I guess. And were all five of the kids kind of doing the same thing? It was just what was done. Yeah, well, one was pretty little, and so he he didn't actually. He didn't. He actually still doesn't really party. Uh, I think he was he was probably the most traumatized from all of it, and so uh, he he's pretty pretty good. He drinks, but I don't I don't hear any stories that he's he's getting out of control. So <laughs> cool. So then, what happened after that? So then, um, after see, after a series of parties, uh, after high school at the house I was in, which resulted in the cops being called, my house being demolished, pretty much. Uh, a kid got drunk and punched holes in the walls, um, beat up a couple kids at the party. Cops were called, um, that kind of stuff. I moved to California. Uh, for the next few years after that, I really didn't drink a ton. I mean, there were spurts that I would go in that I wouldn't drink at all. But then when I would get drink, I, you know, drink to an excess. And so I moved back to Vegas, spent a couple years in California, moved back to Vegas to finish uh, some schooling. Um, still kind of just the, the binge drinking, but not, not to any extent. It was kind of just the normal. Um, and then I moved to Idaho, and that's currently where I am at now. And, and so uh, what, what precipitated the moves to, like, California and Idaho? So California was because Vegas had gotten – I just was traumatized from it. I think I just had had enough. There was so much trauma and hurt and drinking and exposure to all of that that I moved to California to with my sisters, actually, to kind of start over and get out of Vegas uh, moving back to Vegas from California, I wanted to finish my degree and I had a scholarship there. So I wanted to kind of get some type of assistance since I was doing it on my own. Um, and then I actually moved back to California again because my mom had moved out there. And uh, that kind of consisted in a lot of drinking. Uh, me and my mom aren't really mother daughter, we're more friends. So, and she had grown kids. Uh, she doesn't have anyone to take care of. And so she kind of hit her party stage because she had me at a young age. And so we, we partied together and we hung out together. We lived together for a little while. Uh, and then she met her current husband and he got recruited to Idaho for a job. And so I didn't want to go back to Vegas. I didn't want to stay in California. So I moved to Idaho. And then um, from there, really, I think since I moved to Idaho, such a small town and nothing to do, I that's when uh, a lot of the binge drinking kind of came in. Bored, mm -hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah. And so then, um, I guess you want me to go into this last year, kind of. <laughs> what? Yeah. 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 Uh, so still from, I think I moved here to Idaho when I was 22. Um, and so those were just years before I was even legal to drink. Um, 22 till about 20, yeah, last year, maybe 28. I still had no idea that it was what I was doing was bad. I didn't think about it. It just, you know, you recover from the next hangover and kind of just, oh, you know, maybe I'll try to quit. Maybe I won't get as drunk, that kind of stuff. And uh, 
20 last year, 2018, um, I broke up with my long term boyfriend, uh, kind of went wild, thought I was free, started doing house projects while drinking. And then I'd go out during the evening. Uh, things were not so bad the first couple months. And then I started dating, uh, a guy and we were drinking almost nonstop. It felt like, uh, and these were, you know, bottles. So bottles of tequila, bottles of whiskey in a night, um, blacking out. I was recovering from one hangover and then still feeling terrible and starting the next binge drinking session. Um, I quit CrossFit, stopped going there. Um, I lost a lot of friends. Um, I just didn't feel like I was on my game at work. Kind of quit everything I loved doing. Um, woke up miserable trying to stop the next time and then he'd come over for a little date night and have a bottle of whiskey and just drank it and got up and repeated repeated it. So that went on until December, the, the last day of the year. So New Year's Eve. And I, that night was pretty, pretty ugly for myself. Uh, it started with, um, going grocery shopping. So nothing too, nothing too crazy. And me and my friends stopped for lunch to have tacos and we got a pitcher of beer after lunch and the pitcher of beer, we stopped and we had shots to go grocery shopping for fun. And then um, went grocery shopping. After grocery shopping, we stopped at another bar, had a couple beers, pretty much wasted the entire day. We went, then we went uh, ice skating, this little place here. And then we went to another bar. Then we went bowling, drank there, and um, yeah, ended up coming home. She came home with me. She was living with me at the time, my friend, got in a fight with my boyfriend. Uh, this wasn't the guy that I was dating when I was going through the binge. This was my ex, my longtime boyfriend. We had gotten back together and uh, came home and he just was pretty mad. So I took off. I left. I left the house at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, it was freezing outside. It's snowing here in Idaho. And um, I just walked around for a little while and just kind of thinking, what, what was I doing with myself? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was just, I knew I had to get up for work in the morning and I knew I had so many things to do and that I wanted to do. And so came home and got into more of a fight, you know, cause when you're drinking, you try to be logic. You're not really logic and went to bed, woke up the next morning and I just, you know, it, it was time. It was done. I, it was taking too, too long to do this. And I knew I could, and I, I didn't want to tell myself that I couldn't do it. So, uh, ended up today is 59 days. So Yay, congratulations. So yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's so amazing. I feel like that <clears throat> is so true. I mean, we all have different paths. We all have different journeys. We all have different moments that bring us to where we need to be to realize the things that we need to realize, but like the crux of it where the rubber hits the road is when we stop looking for anybody else to save us. Yeah. When we're like, no, nope, you know, yeah. I can, and I, I see that all the time, you know, with people who are emailing in and they're trying this thing or they're trying the next thing or they're doing this thing. And it's like, eventually you have to realize that like you are the only one that can do this for you. 
like it doesn't really matter. Um, I mean, yes, there's so much good information and good support and, and things like that. But like, it doesn't matter if you have everything in the world. Like, you know, if you're in the <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars, like per month rehab, or if you're wherever you are, like if you're not like deciding that this is yours and you're going to own it and you're going to own, really, you're just deciding to own your own life. I mean, at the end of the day. And that's what I pretty much woke up and did. And um, my boyfriend, you know, he's, I didn't ask him to quit because this isn't, this isn't his journey. This isn't his issue. This isn't, I asked him to support me if I needed stuff. But um, other than that, I think that that causes resentment and that causes other issues. And I wanted to be able to, you know, this is, this is me. This is what I want to do. This is something that I'm doing. This is my journey. And um, I want to be able to tackle it kind of by myself. Um, Because I think that's kind of where, like you said, as a crutch, it, you, you end up leaning on someone else and, and then that's the excuse like, well, you know, they were drinking and so I did and I, I didn't want any of that. I wanted to be able to fully, fully do this on my own. And, and another reason was to show my dad and my sister that this can be done. So a little background on my sister is um, she's a meth addict. Mm. and um, it started with drinking when we were younger, and she was the younger sister that started drinking before I did, and um, she's now 26, and she's been doing drugs and drinking since she was 12, and we found that out in rehab, the fun rehabs that, you know, we had to go to and 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 see, and uh, how can I tell her, you know, that she she has to stop or she should stop or to do all these things if, if I can't do that myself. That's kind of one of those things that, you know, how are you going to give advice if you've never been through it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and same with my dad. My dad is actually taking care of her right now in Las Vegas. And it's kind of a push like, hey, we don't have to recreate this wheel. I mean, we can, let's throw it off course. Let's build a new path. Why does it have to be a wheel? Let's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, let's completely break the cycle and, and show that it's not in our genes per se. It's, you know, something that we have absolutely full control of. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, <clears throat> what sort of next steps for you? Where are you hoping to go from here? Um, so I have done all kinds of things, which I'm pretty excited Uh last year, one of the biggest things I kept thinking of was there's so much I want to do and so much that I know that I'm capable of, but I can't because I'm hungover. I don't feel good. And so when that hit, um, I, in this short 60 days, uh, I have signed up for a nutritional therapy school. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. It's super exciting because that's something that I've always loved. And, um, I, I'm really excited that, uh, I can kind of say, you know, that I live all of those principles now, um, that I don't drink and that, you know, I eat organic or I eat paleo. I don't have to, it's not, it's not a lie anymore. It's kind of more of, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give them the knowledge. Here's, here's the straight knowledge and you decide from yourself. And so I created a little business called vital groundings. And um, I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) So cool. (laughs) But um, I was in Hawaii, actually. So my first alcohol-free vacation uh, (laughs) a couple weeks ago. And I made it through the whole whole week, no alcohol. I did drink my body weight in coffee. But (laughs) 
<laughs> I gave myself some leeway there. When I was in Hawaii, um, I was on the beach and I just kind of was breathing it all in. Like this is, I feel grounded. I feel, I feel okay. I feel better. And um, that's how I came up with vital groundings. Oh, so, that's so cool. Yeah. So I signed up for that. Um, I started CrossFit again, started my own little business. Um, a lot of good news. I took on a bunch of new things at work. Uh, my, you know, full-time job, uh, which are super exciting. And so from here, it's kind of, I just want to provide education. And so my new little business, I want to focus on, um, people going through recovery and not just alcohol or drug recovery, recovery from surgery, recover from trauma. I feel like there's not really an avenue for people who are going through those things to look up nutrition and fitness. I feel like they're already so overwhelmed with trying to manage their day to day uh, and get by one day at a time that do they have time or do they have the energy to research nutrition and fitness? And so I kind of want to provide that safe zone and that experience from what I've been through to give to them to kind of share tips and tricks and, you know, here's what to do and also try to heal your body a little bit from all the damage we've done with alcohol or drugs or surgery, which anesthesia, you know, is also a drug or, you know, just trauma, emotional trauma. I think that I've been through enough of it and kind of came out on top or what I feel like is on top that I should be able to provide some good, some good advice to those who are just kind of struggling like I have. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. It's going to be so awesome. Yeah. So I'm excited. (laughs) That's so great. So um, I always kind of wrap it up with this one question and that's basically like, what would you, what would you tell yourself from before about kind of what life is like for you now? Uh, um, I don't really know if I could sum that up. Uh, (laughs) It's, I actually would say that it's, it's a life. Um, it's actually a life. It's, I, if I have something that I want to do, I can do it. I have no remorse, regret. I have nothing stopping me. Um, and like you work so hard. I worked so hard to where I am to let something so little get in my way. Um, and so, yeah. I would just say it's a life. It's a life that you can be proud of. That's so awesome. <laughs> and when you're saying something so little, you mean so little like alcohol. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yep. So little, just something that, you know, you could pick up at the store for <laughs> six or seven dollars. Yeah. I always like to say just like a little fermented liquid. Yep. <laughs> How's that running my life? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it absolutely does. that's so so cool that's so cool is there anything else on your mind um thank you uh I one of your books so the first book I read was um okay I quit now what (laughs) and that's because my my mind goes pretty fast and so I thought okay well with all this free time what am I going to do and you know how am I going to stop thinking about it and so That was my first book. And then um, I picked up your book and I, what really hit me was the knowledge. Like 
if you provide someone with information and knowledge and let their subconscious, their mind and their learnings kind of take over in that aspect, I feel like our mind's a very powerful thing. And it was kind of every single time I go, cause I recently went to um, a concert in Jackpot, Nevada, and it's a casino. And um, every time I have been there, I have been, you know, blacked out drunk. And I brought my coffee with me and I enjoyed the concert. And all I kept thinking was, you know, every time I wanted to drink, it was for what? Like, what is it actually doing to my body? It's, it's creating negative energy. It's creating negative calories, negative nutrition. It's depleting my system. And I'm not going to feel good in the morning. And so I, I think your book really really helped to kind of provide that knowledge and, and plant that stepping stone that kind of I got to jump off of. I feel like I leaped off of it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So just thank you. Thank you for going through the journey with us and kind of showing us what it's like. Oh, that's so awesome. You're so welcome. Thank <laughs> you for being here. It's great. I really appreciate it. It's been really yeah. cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, have a really good day. You too. Thank you so much. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.